Hey, hey, come catch this wave with the fix squad. The fix is in. I'm Mr. Soul. I'm tuning in. What you doing? Got him. Real hip hop revealed that a fix. Pure, you can feel it in the mix. Finally, stop pushing the culture forward. This is it. Proceed at your own risk. Got him. Beats, balls, and life. Giving them truth in it. Screaming revolution when only a few minutes. My sentiments is acting. Everything that we do clutch. Another reason to turn the volume up. Sheesh. Know what we stand on. Solid ground when we land. Say it's no use. The culture was out of hand. But now that I reach, we gotta stick to the plan. Dark days with the sunshine. Any good news, I'm proof that it's living. Yeah. Revolving the art to shock. Oh, with it. Keeping the beats on the block. Don't miss it. Welcome to the city. Stand up. James left, but the king still reigns here. No tears, no love lost, no rain here. Delivers, I promise, Santa rain here. Love, love for the city still resides here. Fix for your ailment, faith that resides outside the lines. Detox your mind, cause it matters. Art, art outside the box, we paint better. The fix is in, and we rock a channel. We rock with them for what's deep within. Expose those who talk but don't live. Expose those who talk but don't live. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they speak, so tell me whose face do they see? Repeat. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they seek, so tell me whose face do they seek? Yes, sir. You're now tuned into the fix. Your source for faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry, right here on Sirius XM, Channel 154, Holy Culture Radio. It's your boy, DJ Focus, checking in. And it's your girl, Dice Gamble in the building, checking in on this Tiptoe Tuesday. Tiptoe. Y'all wake up. Y'all Please wake up. Yeah. You know Come, what on. Time Come on. Wake up. Wake up. Listen, this is the day that the Lord has made. We oh. will rejoice and be glad in it. And we're so grateful that uh, we get mm-hmm. another opportunity to... Uh, wake up in our right state of mind and feeling pretty good this morning if you're just getting up with us come on wake up wake up with us come mm. on and uh get that coffee moving uh you know get that uh smoothie juice uh jumping i know y'all mm-hmm. might be either on the way to work getting ready for work or mm. maybe driving to work but listen uh let's let's just get up and go be great today kings and queens this is just another blessed day once again, you're tuned into the fix. And of course, our mission is to expose the culture to positive but relevant music that keeps Jesus Christ at the center of the message. Listen, we got a, a, another exclusive spiritual detox for y'all today. Uh, we're going to get our brother on the line, our brother Tavinci. He's a super talented, uh, listen, stellar award winning songwriter, singer, mm-hmm. artist, musician. He does a little bit of everything. Uh, he got a uh, project that he dropped uh, not too long ago, maybe about a month ago. Um, it's called No Complaints, a little EP. So, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about the music, talk about his journey. Um, a lot of you guys may know Tavinci from uh, being one of the backside, background singers with uh, Pastor Mike Jr., mm-hmm. as well as uh, other uh, artists in the gospel game and mainstream game, too, as well. So keep it locked with that exclusive spiritual detox. And listen, Dice, you're going to dive into this real talk. Uh, I don't know. It's a Christian's, uh, you know, struggling, a Christian struggling with staying sober, uh, you know, just trying to fight them addictions or something. Or something we're going to talk about. I don't know. It's Tiptoe Tuesday. I'm trying to, you know, make sure, you know, are we going to tiptoe around it or are we going to uh, just hit them upside the head with, with that word? Uh, I mean, we're just going to tiptoe on in it. You know, obviously being sober and having a sober mind is something we're called to have in, in the faith. And um, it's a struggle, though, for a lot of people. So today we're going to talk about the why. Like, why is it a struggle? You know, are you having a problem staying sober? And, and what are the effects of that? Because, um, you know, when you make these choices, there there are consequences that come rolling right on behind your lack of sobriety. So uh, we're going to get on in. We're going to tip on in on Tuesday. Did you did you know yeah, that I, Tuesday is considered the most productive day of the week? Tuesday is? Mm-hmm. 
Okay, well, we better get to work. <laughs> <laughs> we better get to work. Listen, we got music on the way from, uh, yep, new Angie Rose on the way, as well as, yeah, let's get some big breeze this morning. Um, also, yep, oh, I can't, uh, that Scooty Wop, that freshie mm-hmm. off the hook, too, as well. <laughs> got to play that again. Uh, that's a certified banker. But right now, listen, let's get it. Uh, our little sis. Uh, yep, let's get it. Uh, Lynn Sango and uh, Juan Day. Uh, keep it locked. You tuned into The Fix. And The Fix is in. New videos, music, articles, devos, and more. Stay connected. Get the app now so you don't miss a thing. Visit holyculture.net. Welcome back. Welcome back. DJ Focus, you tap back into The Fix, your source for faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry right here on Sirius XM Channel 154. Holy Culture Radio. Stop playing. Y'all know what time it is. Uh, let's get into it. It's time for our spiritual detox. And listen, we got a treat for y'all today, man. Uh, I'm be honest with y'all. Uh, I was I was uh, gigging on my bro um, before he even uh, you know stepped out into his solo career. I was already you know um, he's connected to a uh, family. Uh, shouts out to Pastor Mike Jr. and everybody, uh, the whole Black Smoke family. That's family over there. But uh, besides uh, one other uh, lead singer uh, that backs up, you know, backup singer for Pastor Mike. Uh, everybody talks about idea. But it was always this one little just, you know what I'm saying, swag, had this swag about himself on the stage, too. Like, wait a minute. She might be up here on the right. I'm on the left, though. Don't don't sleep on me. <laughs> but Yeah, yeah. But I always I always noticed him from afar, man. Every time I saw him perform, I, I just I just I just saw something in his presence. So when he did music, I was like, man, let me reach out. It's only uh, Evan. I need to speak with him for a second. So listen, help me welcome in a super talented songwriter, uh, producer, artist, uh, listen, Stellar Award winner. Stop playing. He got he got some of them too as well. He he was in the conversation with everybody, uh, just like everybody else. Uh, my brother, to Vinci. What's going on, T Vinci? What's going on, Focus? How you doing, man? Man, all is well, man. Like I told you, uh, a wise man once told me it's hard, but it's fair. So we we grinding out here. <laughs> yes, sir, man. It's an honor. It's an honor and a privilege to be man here on the fix, man. I'm excited. Oh man, listen, listen, the honor's all mine. I tell people all the time, especially artists and stuff, I say, as long as y'all keep making bangers, I got a job. So I appreciate you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. Receive, receive, bro. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yes, sir. So so for somebody who may not know you, um, speak a little bit, uh, give us a little mm-hmm. bit of the backstory of kind of like your faith journey and what kind of got you into music. Man, so music has been a part of my life since I was a child, man. My father and my mother, uh, my dad's a pastor, uh, so of course grew up in the church. Um, and so what got me on my personal journey, man, literally um, in 2014, I stepped out um, on faith, moved to Birmingham, Alabama, me and my wife. Uh, we connected with Rock City, connected with Pastor Mike Jr. Um, and man, from there, it just, you know, it just, it just went from there, man. Literally just watching him and watching his success and um, just feeding off of him and, um of course, him and of course my brother as well, uh, Late Boom, who, who produces a, he produced my entire project. So um, that's kind of what got me into it. But really, just from from a child, from a child, that's that's all I've been around. What, what what's what's that one thing you wish you could have changed? I mean, you grew up as a PK, so I always ask all my PKs if you could have changed something. What <laughs> what, what what could you have changed? What, what's that one thing when you when you became adult? You went to your pops and you went to your mom and say, "Listen, y'all need to stop this." <laughs> Man, I wish I wish it would have been just a little bit more freedom. Focus just just a tad, not too much. Just a little bit. But you know when you the pastor son, they say the the PKs is the worst ones. And so, you know, my parents didn't want me to live with that stigma. And so they they kind of sheltered me a little bit. I was sheltered growing up a little bit, you know. But that's the only thing other than that, man. Um, 
it was amazing. How did that affect you once you became an adult? I, I hear you say you were sheltered a little bit. Did that affect you socially, like yeah. social skills or like talk about that a little bit? So naturally growing up in the church, being a PK, they forced us to do certain stuff. So really singing and being in front of people, um, it was really their platform that gave me the confidence and everything I needed to kind of, you know, do things myself as far as musically. Um, So it wasn't necessarily socially, but what it did, it challenged me to go out myself and find, you know, just different things. You know, you grow up, you get into these ways, you get in certain circles and, you know, pick up certain things. And so, um, but the thing I love and I respect and honor about both of my parents is the fact that what they instilled in me didn't leave me. Um, you know, of course, we know the Bible says train up a child in the way that they should go when they're old, they won't depart from it. And so it God never let me get too far because of what they instilled in me. That's good. Do, do you feel like God has a call on you to be a pastor one day? Man, I don't know. I I, I have no idea. I no. don't know. I can't even answer that question. You say that's not, on, that's, that's, that's not on your prayer list. That, that You ain't been praying for that one, huh? <laughs> no, sir. Not at all. No, sir. <laughs> you, you know, um, I know we're coming out the back end of it, of uh, the pandemic is pretty much over, but I know the pandemic yes, uh, taught a lot of churches that they needed to, one, be able to um, mm-hmm. go with the times. A lot of people, you know, were not prepared for the pandemic. You know, when you talk about virtual streaming and everything that goes into it. Mm-hmm. Now, on the flip side, that since we're done and everybody's kind of upgrade do you think the church has become Mm -hmm. more entertaining compared to more bible-based teaching i think it depends um I can speak for Rock City. I know Rock City is going to always be Bible-based. You know, Rock City, Pastor Mike uh, Jr. um, is always going to be Bible-based. But you get a little mix of both. And that's what I love. You know what I mean? You get get what you need. And and the thing I love about it, I tell him this all the time. I said, you are unique because you have the ability to touch every generation and every emotion in one sermon. That's the thing I love about him. Literally, you can, whether you're... Um, you know, a seasoned saint um, or whether you're a millennial like myself, like you, you're going to feel at some point in the message that, yo, this is for me. Like, and no matter, you know, no matter what stage of life I'm in. And so that's the thing I love. And I can only speak for Rock City, you know, but yes, sir. No, that's good. How was it, man, uh, when, when you when you when you first, you know, met Pastor Mike Jr. and then you you've been with him the journey. Like so like how how was that? Speak to that and and, and were every it was everybody like surprised of the success like so so quickly? Man, so I think so my personal journey, I was just sharing this with somebody. We moved down here literally. Everything in our life took off fast, me and my wife. So I was li- I'm from Indiana, living in Indiana 2014. Holy Spirit tells us to move to Birmingham, Alabama. So we jump, we we get engaged June 30th, uh, get married August 24th, and then move here to Birmingham, Alabama September 14th, right? So weren't going to church. My wife's like, hey, we need, we need to find a place to go. We go to Rock City, literally the first Sunday, Holy Spirit was crazy. I was like, look, if he tries to preach through this, I don't know if it's our church. Because, you know, typically I love when the Holy Spirit flows, we let him have his way, right? He flows, let the Holy Spirit have his way. It's crazy. So my wife's like, this is it. I'm like, ah, give me a second. I don't know. You know, we got to do a little bit more, you know. So second time we come back, second Sunday, the very next Sunday, he calls me and my wife into his office. Never met him before. Didn't know who we was. Prophesy everything in y'all life getting ready to take off fast. That was 2014. I'm still connected. Um, I, re- I still remember, like, even when he was starting to get back into music, his first session, you know, um, I knew him, my brother did. We go to my brother's studio and he records something. And then, you know, from there, it's just big happened. It was a moment in church. I'm standing on stage and he says, and it's going to be big. And I'm just like, 
I'm like, oh, that's crazy. Little did I know it would turn into that. And so um, I do think you have your people who are surprised. Like, where did he come from? But also for me, I'm, I'm like, I'm enjoying the journey watching. I'm a fan. Like, that's the thing I love. I'm a fan seeing everything that God is doing in his life. And to be connected to that, man, that caliber, man, is, is, is amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. Shouts out to our bro. That's yes, my bro, man. Pastor yes, Mike Jr. Listen, DJ Folks, he's tapping to the fix. Your source of faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. Listen, we got to go to a quick break. We're coming back. I promise you, don't touch that dial. We got more coming up with Convention. <laughs> Keep it locked. You're tuning into the fix. You know the fix is in. Welcome back, DJ Focus. You tune back into the fix right here on Holy Culture Radio, Sirius XM Channel 154. Listen, we still got Tavinci on with us this morning, and uh, we chopping it, man. Uh, let's talk about it, man. So, who were some of your musical inspirations growing up? Like, who kind of inspired you uh, to really like get into music? Man, so I would definitely say uh, James Fortune, um, James Fortune, your Kirk Franklin's, um, your um, you know, your Jonathan, like Jonathan McReynolds, like just basically all of those, you know, that that whole conglomerate of, you know, different artists and stuff like that, for sure. Um, yep. yep. So when did you, so when saying. so when when did you know you had it, though? So it's one thing to be inspired by these artists. I get it. Grow up, maybe singing in the choir, mm-hmm. playing, you know, you know, an instrument in, in yeah. church. But when did you know, no, I could really do this on a professional level? When I tried it, so literally in 2013, um, there was a project I did, you know, an EP. Um, it was entitled Stand Out. And so uh, always been in the writing. Music has always been in my family. Um, and so do this EP Stand Out. And I was like, once it finished, um, I was like, whoa, this is actually, I think we may, you know, we may have something. And then there's also a feeling of just being called to it. You have a feeling when you know you're called to something. And I believe God doesn't give you a gift just for anything. And so I believe that the gift that God has given me is is unique. You know, everybody has a gift that's unique to them. And so, man, once once I was able to write and, you know, have an idea of how I want stuff done, like a little bit of production in there, too. Like, ah, I think we should put this here. I think this should. I was like, OK, you know, may be able to let's see what we can do. You know, let, let's see what God wants to do. So talk a little bit about your creative process. Like, what does it look like for you when you go in the studio? Are you one that, you know, I know you do a little producing, you do songwriting. Are you writing out your content first? Do you have to hear a beat first? Are you, you know, you melodic where you got to start, you know, humming things? Like, walk us through your creative process. (laughs) So it really just depends. Like, a lot of times, especially the creative space I'm in now, a lot of stuff just comes to me on the fly. So if you look through my phone, there's a ton of voice notes, right? And so um, what I did starting out, I had reached out to a few producers just to see if I could get some tracks and stuff like that. And there may have been a few, but not really what I was looking for, man. So literally, I got on YouTube and just typed in certain instrumentals. I uploaded those to to Logic and just started writing and stuff, you know, to that. And so when I, with this particular project, when I took everything to my brother, it was like, hey, bro, here's the ideas. And so I kind of gave him an idea of what I was looking for creatively. But it really just depends. Sometimes, like, for example, me and Adia song on a project called Way Up. My brother, we walked into the studio. He was making that track. We walked in and was like, oh, we need to create some of this. Like, let's just let's a hey, let's create something. And so that's that's what came out of it. Way Up. So it, it really just depends. But either or. What's that one thing you, you've learned from doing music? So you've been doing it for a little while now. What's that one thing mm-hmm. that you kind of learned that kind of like sticked out to you? Like like that wow moment, like, wow, I, you know, I, I never thought 
this would happen or I never thought I would be on this stage. Like, what's that one wild moment in your music career so far? Trusting God. That's mm. I can't everything that I'm doing, everything, every um every place that I get to experience, you know, traveling with a pastor Mike Jr., um, is just trust and faith in God. Um and I could I could go on and on. I, I but literally every step of my life I've had to literally let go of what I desire, let go of what I wanted to say, okay, God, like you got it. Like, nah, you you got it. So that's that's the that's the number one thing to me. No matter what I do in life, it will always be if I'm trying to do this without him, it's not gonna work. But I know for a fact if I keep my trust in him, we let him handle it. Wow. Were there ever moments where, you know, you you kind of were like, you know, hesitant to kind of like submit to God, like, you know, to like that, like, cause that's to your point, you're right. That, that takes yeah. a lot of faith and, and, and a lot of submission. Were there ever moments where you're like, no, nah, I don't know. There, there have been several moments, man. And literally, um, and I'm not ashamed to speak on it. You know, um, I, I went to therapy, bro. I was trying to figure out like, you know, of course, I believe in prayer. I believe in Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, all that. But I went to therapy. There were some things in my life that were causing blockages that was hindering me from getting to the next level. And there have been some past experience in my life that I had to deal with. And so going to therapy and literally just sitting down and saying, OK, God, like I trust the plan that you have for me, even though I can't see the plan that you have for me. And I think that's one of the biggest problems with our generation is we want to know. Like we have to have all the details and God is not always a God of all the details. Sometimes he's a God of previews or I'll let you see where you're going, but I'm not going to let you see everything you have to go through to get there. And so for me, that's why I say trust in God, because there was steps. I'm like, God, I didn't expect this, like, but I still trust you. That's good. And we, we talk all the time about therapy and how the importance of therapy on here, whether it be spiritually through, you know, your pastor, your elder, or like you say, if you have to go to a clinician and, and you know, get the help you need. Either way, you should make make sure yes, you sir. get the help you need. So I'm glad you spoke about that, too, as well. Um, you know, let, let's have a little fun, man. Let, let's let's before we uh, finish okay, talking about this project, uh, you know what? You, you can pick one. One you keep one. You got to got one got to go. So uh, first off, ah! You going Ricky Dillard or Charles Jenkins? Ricky. Ricky you going, Dillard. You going um bop, 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 the Clark sisters or the Winans? Ooh, 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 you challenging me here, focus. Uh man. Ah. Yeah, I knew, I knew this would be good. Clark, give Clark sisters. Clark sisters. You sure? <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, I'm, no, no, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next one. Uh, yeah, designer. Because I, I, I know you like fashion a little bit. You going Louis Vuitton or you going Gucci? I take Louis. I take Louis. You going, yeah. you, you going Jumpman or you going Yeezy? All right. We got, all right. It's a difference. We talking Jumpman or we talking Jordan? It's the difference between Jumpman and Jordan. You, you you know what? You're absolutely right. I was just I was just using what's McCall's line. Yeah, I'm talking Mike. I ain't, ain't nobody wearing the the, the 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 yeah. Don't do that. So you know what? Now you're gonna get me all out of character. 
So let's be very clear. Mike, Mike, we love you. Mike, if you ever if you ever listen to this, Mike, we love you. But there is a difference between your retros and your st- signature shoes compared yes, to sir. the Team Jordans that you put out. So, yes, nobody really rocks with the Team Jordans unless you just a hooper that just need them just, you know, the hoop in. Outside of that, yeah, yeah, we're going, we're going retro. So, yeah, you're going Jordan or you're going Yeezys? I'm going Jordan all day. Jordan all day. Listen, if you could ma- if you could pick two artists uh, from any genre of music, mm-hmm. dead or alive, to form a super group, what two artists are you picking? From any genre, dead or alive. Yes, sir. Give me, give me Pastor Mike Junior. And give me, and give me Drake. Oh wow! Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, that ain't even, that ain't even fair. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I know Pastor Michael love that me, too as well. Give me, hey, give me Pastor Mike Jr. and give me Drake and we let's go, let's go. In your in your humble opinion, talk about the the current state of gospel music. I'm glad you brought up Drake because of course you know he's secular, he's on the mainstream side. <clears throat> but just talk about in your mm-hmm. humble opinion, where do you think we line up sonically with mainstream music, the gospel realm? I think we have all the gift. I think we have all the talent. Um, I think we have the songs. I think our message is different. That's the only thing. Mm-hmm. And when I look at where gospel music is right now, I love I love where it's going. I love the fact that you have, and I'm going to always bring up a Pastor Mike Jr. I'm going to bring up an idea um, who's really pushing the envelope and being real with their music. Like I told, I um, hit Adia, um, like this morning, I was like, yo, I said, the way that you sung the, the trauma interlude off of her project, Hold It All Together, and how real and how raw and how authentic it was, I said, I love it. But then I also, on the other side, love how a Pastor Mike Jr. can do a feature with the Tamala Man and do a feature with the Kier Sheer, but then come out the gate on his latest project, um, entitled Impossible, with a Count My Blessings, and it have the beat and the, the vibe that it has. Like, so I love where it's at. And so I think... I think put us up against anybody and let's go. Uh, that's what's up. That's what's up. If you could change one thing in gospel music, what would you change? I would change. I would probably say it would be collaborations. I, w- I want to see more collaborations. I-, I would love to see that. I would love to see um more collaborations from the other side the secular side on our side mm-hmm. like i would love to see i would love to see a a pass from my junior drake i would love to see a um a tank with one of uh like a myself and a tank like i would love to see that it'll just it'll bring so much and then the message would be a, a positive message as well so i would love to see it that's the only thing no, that's good, and I'm glad you brought up collaborations specifically with mainstream artists. Where do you think we are with bridging the gap? So I know a lot of the mainstream artists, let's be very clear, they have the gospel roots, uh-huh. and, I, I, and I do believe a lot of them are believers, but of course the question always mm-hmm. comes up with lifestyle and, and, and the fruit that they sometimes show that you know kind of contradicts mm-hmm. what we believe. So where do you think we are mm-hmm. um, with bridging the gap and being able to make those connections and be able to disciple and, and every that goes into that 
No, I think we've even seen some of it. If you look at Atasha Cobbs who featured Nicki Minaj, like, I mean, I think, I think we're there. I think, um, when you see, um, what PJ Morton is doing, you know, um, certain people like that. Um, I think the gap is being bridged. Um, I think, I think us as a whole, as just Christians in general, we got to stop judging. We, we do a lot of judging, you know, and I think once we get over that, that, um, just because I may not live the way you live doesn't mean I don't know the God that you know, you know? And so I think, um, I think once we get to that spot, man, I think we'll be good. But I think right now you, you're starting to see it more. You're starting to see it more. Where's the balance at? I'm, I'm, brought, I'm glad you brought up the J word. Cause we always, like you said, that's one of the Christian words that's always used judgment. Mm-hmm. Where's the balance at though, between judgment and accountability as you build the relationship? Cause I know the accountability is relational. You build that with them. Mm-hmm. So where's the balance between judgment versus accountability? So I think, um, I used to hear this phrase growing up. I've even heard, you know, pastor, Mike junior say you have to, um, you have to, I want to, I want to, I want to say it correctly. Um, you have to catch a fish before you clean it, essentially, right? And so I think if we, with our lifestyles on this side, on the side that's on the gospel side, on the Christian side, if we, with our lifestyles, will win that that with love, like if we will literally love and we catch that, then that's where everything begins, right? Some of us didn't come from growing up in church, right? And so um, because of that, I really believe, man, if we if we li- if we lead with love. And we don't allow that the life that they're living. And here's the thing I love, like real quick. Um, I love the fact that when you when you look in the scriptures, you see Jesus hanging with sinners. And his response when he was getting criticized about it says, do the well need a physician? Like, you know what I mean? Like, no, these are the ones who need me. And so I'm going to love them. I'm going to show them love. And so I really believe if we stop doing so much judging and start embracing, I really believe we'll start to see a change. That's good. That's good. Listen, tell the people about your project, man. It's EP out not right now, man. Hey, man. Listen, no complaints is available everywhere with number three on iTunes charts, man. Listen, I need you to go get it, download it, stream it. Um, you will love it, man. It's a culmination of so many different things, right? You're going you're gonna to turn up with me. You're going to hear the singing. It's going to hit you emotionally. Um, you're going to love it, man. It's available everywhere. Listen, we appreciate you rocking with us this morning, man. To Vinci, man, tell the people how they connect with you, follow you on all your social media platforms, as well as introduce your latest single. Hey, listen, man. So right now you can follow me, follow me everywhere, all social media platforms at the Da Vinci Code. T H E T V. I-N-C-I-C-O-D-E, the Da Vinci Code. And we're getting into this joint right now. This is the one right now with me and my sis, Adia. It's called Way Up. It's a vibe. It's a bop. I need you to share and stream it. All that right now. Keep it locked. You tuned into The Fix. You know The Fix is in. Welcome back. Welcome back. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into The Fix, your source for faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. It's about to get real in these streets. It's time for our Real Talk Conversation. And uh, Dice, let's hop into it. We got to talk about it today. Real Talk Conversation today. Oh, I don't know. The importance of staying sober. Yeah. <laughs> Why is it so hard? Why is it so hard? This is an uncomfortable subject for a lot of people. And it's something that people don't want to deal with. And for the main reason, it's not it's not what you're seeing on the surface. is something deep down. And people are typically terrified of sitting with themselves you know 
So they just mask and coat, mask and coat, mask and coat. Get me through the day. Get me to sleep. Yeah. I mean, people that, the average person that drink don't even want to drink. They're just drinking to go to bed. You know? Mm. Well, it's funny you said because I, I I have my scripture up, so let, let's be very clear. Um, Thessalonians five six through eight. So then, let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be awake and sober. For those who sleep sleep at night, and for those who drink get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, putting on the faith and love as the breastplate and the hope of salvation as the helmet. Mm-hmm. So to your point, I'm glad you brought that up. You're absolutely right. I do know a lot of people who can't sleep, who deal with uh, insomnia issues or mm-hmm. uh, uh, frustrated and distressed out. Mm-hmm. And instead of dealing with the issue, mm-hmm. whatever it may be, to your point, yes, they just get, uh, uh, yeah, we call it pissy drunk around my way. Pissy yeah. drunk. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, go to bed. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it's tough, you know, because people are dealing with so much. So they're just looking for an easier way to get through the day. And, you know, alcohol is, is definitely something that has, you know, people have easy access to this, you know, easy access. And they just think that it's not causing any damage, but uh, it is, it's, it's an addictive issue, you know, you not being sober and it also damages your brain, you know, damages your liver, damages your everything, your kidneys, like damages happening as you're just trying to deal with life. Um, you know, but life throws a lot of things your way, you know, death, loss of job, loss of, you know, parents or kids, or you, you got to change all of a sudden, or you lose your money, you know, like things happen, you know, and we have to lean on God and uh, get some of his courage to face our fears, you know, but like people are, are struggling out here with sobriety really bad. And I think the, the biggest thing is self-control. When you talk about the, the discipline you have to have to have that self-control to fight off that addiction, that battle, you know, we brought it up. Uh, we brought this topic back up because we, we talked about it on our winning prescription. Listen, mm-hmm. if you, if you're not tuned in every Friday to the winning prescription, you sleeping, mm-hmm. Uh, let me know how that pillow feel. But we uh, brought up uh, What Up RG's song. Uh, he has a song called Sober. Um, and we're going to play it today, too, as well, uh, featuring Bean and Paris Careers. Mm-hmm. And it just went through. I love the fact that all three of them um, talked about different addictions mm-hmm. that they struggle with while they were trying to, you know, reach to that goal to get clean or stop, you know, doing whatever, whether it was alcohol, whether it was pills, whether it was weed, whatever it may have been, they were working to get back to that place. They knew they needed to be sober to do what God called them to do, but they were just caught up. And uh, what that's why I said, what up, RG? He talked about, it. he said self-control. Self-control was huge to him. And he had to learn to discipline himself to have that self-control to not take you know, that substance. Mm, yeah, it's, it's tough. Um, you know, my uh, family has a, a couple of alcoholics and it's still, um, I don't know if you grew up in a home where there was drinking all the time. Um, it, it, I did. It, it affects you, you know? Uh, yeah. I, I, I remember I had never even tasted alcohol and I remember my mom used to be like, you want to taste it? I'm like, no, like, like, first of all, it's stank, you know what I'm saying? Second of all, it burned your throat. Okay. When I finally tasted it, I was like, Ugh. you know, but, and I never understood the 
want for alcohol um, until I, I got in my 20s. And I, I think I shared the story with you before. I moved to Georgia and um, I was just going through a whole lot. Really, you're young, you know, you just turned 21. And for me being in, I wasn't doing gospel music at all. I was doing secular music. I was in a group and a band and we drank all the time. I mean, that was just a thing. You're drinking, you're smoking, you're doping, you're doing everything. Like you're out here in the world, let's get it in. And um, the one thing that made me stop drinking um, like that was one day I woke up from a party and I poured all the drinks in one cup just to get my day started. And um, somebody had actually uh, emptied blunt guts in one cup. And so when I threw it back, just the, to feel it hit the back of your throat, talking about just wet pieces of tobacco mixed in with God knows what. Yeah. Slow me down real good. Yeah, so, uh, it didn't want to slow you down. <laughs> you was woke in. You thought you were asleep. Oh, you you woke now. <laughs> What's going on around here? All the way, you know, uh, you know, God use anything to get your attention. Like, baby girl, you are doing the absolute most. Okay, um, but no, um, yeah, you can you can walk into alcoholism really easy and not even know it. But uh, the song, because you said we're gonna play the song later, um, sober. I thought this was a beautiful idea. I love how each one of these artists were transparent, and some of them were uber transparent. You know, like. <laughs> I don't like being sober, you know, <laughs> because I'm right. stuck. You know what I mean? Like, if I could be honest, you know, I'm still not in that place where I'm okay, you know, and it's okay to not be okay, but you need to know where you are, you know, and you need to know exactly what that really looks like. So, it's something called alcohol use disorder. That's what it's called now. We call it alcoholism, alcoholics. And obviously, it's growing a little bit. Um, but you have 16.6 million males ages 12 and older who suffer from this disease. 13 million females ages 12 and older. I'm like, children are drinking at super young ages now. And mm-hmm. uh, I just wanted to put, throw that out there because I'm like, you think you're 12-year-old and out here getting drunk every night. But um, they might be. So you need to go check in. That's why you got to be involved in your kid's life. It, it's, it's very, very important. Um, 3.5 million of these alcoholics are African-Americans. Wow. Uh, uh, age 12. Age 12. So, um, yeah. I mean, we need to tap in a little bit sooner. Uh, but there are 16.3 million men over the age of 18 uh, who are alcoholics. 12.4 million women over the age of 18 that are alcoholics. Um, you know, I mean, it's just... I don't know. These are to me. These are hard numbers because honestly, you can't even drink till you're 21. So the fact you're stuck in that before that age, it, that's super concerning. Well, I'm be honest with you. I started off drinking uh, before 21. So to your point, unfortunately, because of let's be very clear, dice. And, and like I say, um, I didn't understand holding myself accountable at that time as I was growing up in, in my teenage years, mm-hmm. but it was just, it was so accessible. Like I just be honest, you could go to any party mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You could go to the corner store. Mm-hmm. Like you, yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I started off drinking cheap wine, you know, for all my, my Thunderbird and my MD 2020 heads. Thunderbird, yeah, we started, we, yeah, yeah. We started off drinking this, this cheap wine that could probably kill us. Let's be yeah. very clear. Cause I don't even know what they even put in this stuff mm-hmm. that gets you that wasted that quick. Like you could mm-hmm. chug one of them little, I don't even think it was a pint. It was like a little mm-hmm. quarter, quarter little pint. You, you know, the one you could stick in your, in your pants pocket that nobody knew about. Yeah. You know, yeah, that thing was that little bottle was little, and I'm probably when you chug that thing, I five minutes later, I promise you, you see uh, all the peoples, all the peoples, yeah, yeah, yeah. You all the way got that juice. You get, you, you know when you want to get that edge off, and you you think you wasn't cocky, yeah, you cocky now, yes. So I, I'm just saying that I was exposed to it early. Yeah. did it early it was on me i used to blame other people but no i gotta hold myself accountable i chose yeah. nobody forced me nobody i wasn't enslaved to being an alcoholic <laughs> like i literally chose to keep drinking and smoking and doing these things but it was just in our face is what i'm saying mm-hmm. like everywhere i went it was in our face and i'll be honest with you majority of the rap music i listened to oh, it yeah. glorified it i'm just being honest mm-hmm. so i'm not knocking the artists they were telling stories but they were telling stories that I want to go relive. I'm just being honest. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, when Jen and Juice came out with Snoop, yeah, I wanted. I, that's the first time I ever had any uh, white liquor. I was a brown liquor drinker. I, I, I liked the cognac and brandy. But when mm-hmm. Jen and Juice came out, I started drinking Seagrams and and uh, uh, Bumpy Face and uh, Bombay and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I started drinking Jen and Juice. Yeah, that's Snoop Dogg is popular. He he the, the hottest rapper out. And he say rolling down the street, you know what I'm saying? Endo, gin and juice, lay back, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, we, we, I'm just being honest. Yeah, I ain't the only one. Everybody, a lot of people listening yeah. to me right now come from that era. Yeah, we was yeah. all doing it. So I'm yeah. saying we, the, the culture sometimes was, was toxic in that way to where they, it was not talked to us enough to where we seen some of the cool people who we thought who we looked up to say you know what i made this song but everybody's probably shouldn't do this because i see a lot of people who Mm -hmm. struggled without drinking and their lives were destroyed let's be very clear because unlike unlike me i was a functional alcoholic they couldn't function they wouldn't pay their bills they would get evicted cars getting repossessed just drinking just doing drugs just being honest so like i've seen it tear tear households up yeah, I have PTSD from it. My mom dated an alcoholic druggie. Um, you know, his name was D. And, uh, you know, when they would get into it, she tried to lock him out and he'd break in. And then, you know, of course, they got the fight going on. And that's why I tell the story all the time. Like, I was sleeping with a knife in the third grade because I was like, I don't know if I'm going to have to run up in here and help her at any given moment, you know? Um, I remember he broke in our house. He busted the windows when he when she locked them out, you know, kicked over the furniture. Like I remember walking in and our tables were busted and glass was broken. And you're like, this is insane. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so alcoholism and addiction, they're very real. And if you were dealing with that in your household, it definitely is affecting you and it's gonna affect your children, you know, because they're watching uh, they're watching this. And you know, and some of this like they're going to think it's, it's okay behavior and it's not, you know, it's, it's definitely not. Um, and I'm glad you read the scripture straight out the Bible at the gate. Like we are definitely to be of sober mind. You know what I mean? Um, but alcoholism is where you cannot live without alcohol, you know, um, because it just doesn't feel right. It feels better being in a, in a induced state. And so if you're starting to feel that way, you know, there's a lot of help out there for you. Uh, you can get help online. You can go to your uh, local um, addiction 
um, you know, addiction help spot in your city. And I, I'd say get help sooner than later. Don't keep putting it off, you know, because, uh, you know, you never know which way that, that can go. Like you, it can really damage you in the end. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Reach out, reach out to somebody. Yep. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. Listen, we're talking about it today. We're talking about, uh, you know, the struggles of staying sober as a believer. Uh, we got to go to a quick break. Listen, we're going to get into this track right now. This is uh, What Up RG uh, featuring Beam and Pear's career sober. Keep it locked. You're tuned into The Fix. And The Fix is in. Holy Culture Radio is operated by the CoreLink Solution, a 501c ministry dedicated to empowering people to reach their potential. If you feel led to contribute to this mission, visit www.holyculture.net slash donations. Welcome back, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into the fix, your source of faith infused hip hop, R and B, and poetry. Listen, we're talking about it. You know, staying sober today on this real, real today. And uh, Dice, I was telling you off air. Um, I, I know a lot of uh, people who, st- who struggle with, uh, you know, alcoholism, you know, popping pills, just you know, addicts in general. You know, some form of addiction. They're always questioning God and wondering why this addiction is controlling them and taking their lives away from them and, and they feel like their loved ones and everything that they got going on because it has their mind control where they, they want to stop. They really do, but they can't fight the, the desire to stop. Well, you ain't gonna be able to fight it alone. Now, once you done giving yourself the problem, you're going to need some help getting out of that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just how we're designed. You know, we are, uh, the brain enjoys pleasure because we can't live a life of self-glorification and self-gratification. Like it just, you know, it's, it's not a good thing. And every type of substance affects your brain, even sugar. You know, everybody talk about sugar high, sugar rush. You eat all the sugar and then what happens next? You're going you're gonna to go down. You know, you're going to carb overload. Eating all that pizza and pasta, you're going to pass out take so much of anything you know um but yeah the brain man you know it it will uh you know it creates stimulation too you know but the problem is in the same breath that you're feeling all relaxed with whatever the drug or the alcohol uh that you're drinking is uh you're damaging cells you know you're just you're you're damaging everything you know so um i don't know i mean you it, it, it it's addiction i mean but you can break it. I mean, that, that's the only thing I'm saying, but you're going to need to lean on something else, not just you, because you're the one that got yourself caught up in addiction. So obviously you don't have an answer. So you, you're going to have to come to God. Like that's, it's really nothing else to talk about for me. And I'm, I'm coming from a straight up addict, you know, like, no, I could not deliver myself. <laughs> it was all of God who had to deliver me from whatever it was, because you're going to have to really be prayed up you're gonna have to lean in and lean on his word constantly you know and recovery is so possible you're just gonna have to learn to say no and so basically addicts don't know how to tell themselves no which mm. that's it's a form of pride i'll be honest with you you know this is why some people fall into sexual addiction because they just can't say no say no and then make sure you're understanding what god has to say about that and why you know because uh, you need to know you, everything ain't for you just because it's here you know just because i mean we can't go out here and eat every berry that's in the forest that don't it don't work like that everything's not for us to consume 
um, it, it, it is what it is. There are some rules here, you know, and the rule is if you keep on pouring alcohol into your body, you're going to die. <laughs> like if you keep on doing drugs, you're going to die. Like there's no, there's no way around and you're going to die sooner. And it's going to be painful because your body's going to start to break down because it's not meant for your body to digest these products. You know, God made everything for us. He didn't make, uh, you know, uh, what is it? Whatever your favorite, you know, liquor is. He didn't make that. We made that. And then we get mad. Oh, God, why am I sick? Why am I hurt? Why can't I let go of addiction? Well, I didn't I didn't make Hennessy. Turns out you made Hennessy. <laughs> so it's like we got to stop blaming God for things. You know what I'm saying? That's the, I mean, you know, it's, it's just absurd, you know. So, um, but we're going to need God to get out of addiction is the bottom line, you know. I've just like I said, the brain eats whatever it eats, and it, it likes to have adventure, and it's exciting, and it likes to be stimulated, and you know, endorphins kick in, and serotonin levels go up and down, you know, and um, it's muscle memory too. Like some people drink, and they don't even like to drink, but they, it's just habitual because they do it all the time, or they're around. This is why they tell you when you go to AA, you got to get away from the people you was around. Cause some of y'all are just addicts because the people around you are addicts. You don't even want to be an addict, but because every day somebody turn up, everybody every day somebody roll up. You know, you just in a circle. Hey, come on, we gonna smoke? For what? I don't even want to smoke. But because I come over here every day, I'm smoking with you. You know. So you got to get alone, and you got to get alone with God and see why you are addicted. There are so many reasons, from trauma to stress to just you trying to get an escape. Uh, you're trying to cope with grief. Uh, or you're just ashamed because something bad happened to you in your life and you're embarrassed and you just you just keep coping by, you know, covering up with alcohol, covering it up with drugs. But there is a long term effect for all of these things. And it's going to be destroying your liver, uh, diabetes, uh, brain defects, high blood pressure. It can affect your kids. You know what I'm saying? You you've been in the NICU and seen a baby addicted. They all strapped up, got all the hoses like babies are born addicted. You know, I had one of my friends um, call me to a hospital. She was having a baby. And I was like, wow, it was it was weird to me because nobody was there. And then after the baby was born, I kid you not, five minutes later, the um, healthcare worker walked in and, and she was like, uh, I need to do a drug test. And I was like, wow. And and yeah. And if the baby. So my friend had been doing drugs. And, the, and her doctor knew. And if the baby had been born with drugs in her system, then she would have, I would have had to take the baby home. Mm. Like, wow. it, it's, a, it's a deal. It's a real thing. And people, you know, stop, stop playing games with your life and the next child's life. You know, it's not fair. No kid asked to come into this world addicted. You know what I mean? So absolutely. I, I agree. And, and just to put some Bible on it, uh, you know, we're going to talk about, uh, I think a good scripture would be Psalms 34, 18, where it says the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those that who uh, are crushed in the spirit. And I think that's what, that, that's what happens a lot of times when somebody's struggling in this area. I, I do feel like their spirit is crushed. I do feel like, uh, like I say, they feel like they can't get up. They, they don't understand why they're being controlled constantly. And yes, you brought it up, Dice. You're going to have to put in the work. You're going to have to fight to get your life back on track. You're going to have to fight to get your system clean to where you can get these, you know, the alcohol, the drugs, whatever you need to get out your system to get yourself back clean. And and I would always argue, Dice, always, at least for me, a lot of times 
absolutely, I enjoy getting high, but I think I did it out of boredom. That's what I'm saying. Like, like sometimes it's just recreational boredom. Like, I ain't doing nothing, pop a bottle. I ain't doing nothing, roll one up. Like, once I started getting other activities, to your point, I got involved in a local church where we were doing outreach, we were doing community events. Mm-hmm. I, my time was uh, taken up now where I was doing other things where I wasn't just sitting at home all day or sitting on, in the hood all day doing nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's tragic because pretty much you add this element to your life that it didn't need to be there, you know, and once it's there, now you, you will be fighting that the rest of your life. Uh, I don't care what you say. Like you might not think about getting high or drinking every day if you are recovered, but yeah, your temptation, because the devil knows now, I don't know. Oh, I know you like this. Oh, you did that for 20 years. Oh, I know this. Ooh, I'm about to set you up. You know what I'm saying? I never forget when I was coming out of addiction and and this was just smoking weed, you know, and doing drugs. I told all my friends, I'm not getting high with you. Don't ask me. Like I used to, I used to have to put it out there before they put me in a situation. Like, please let me know if you're smoking because I'm not going. Like, I just, I was so determined. Like, this will not be my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I remember one day God revealed to me that I didn't know the last day I wasn't high. And that, mm. was, a, that was a problem for me. That was a huge problem for me. I was like, wow. Because, you know, I was looking at my life. I'm like, it looks kind of out of control. And I was like, when was the last day you wasn't high? Mm. I couldn't remember. That's how I knew I had a problem. Wow. Yeah. I was like, oh, I got a whole issue. And that's good. I'm glad you brought that up because that that's important too as well. Get somebody in your circle who holds you accountable, whether you need to go to some type of uh, and get a sponsor or you just need to have a, a church leader or a family member. But yes, like you say, somebody has to hold you accountable to say what you do today. Yeah. Where you was at? Tell somebody. If you really want to do this, you really want to go down this journey. You got to tell somebody. Tell, you got, listen, and I, I'd say tell as many people as you can. Like, like it needs to be, become a part of your testimony the bible is very specific how we overcome is by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony and the more you give your story trust me other people's other people who step up and say man I, I really appreciate you for telling me that you know like i just needed to know that i could fight it the same way you fought it and um and are still fighting it people motivation encouragement. yeah and you knowing that other people are mm. struggling like you it kind of changes your vibe too you like man i can't falter like um I was just thanking God, man. I was like, Lord, I'm so glad you brought me through every every addiction before we had kids. You know what I'm saying? And like my son was um, the trigger for me because I was two months in getting high every day when I found out I was pregnant. And I was like, oh, Lord, God, I hope you ain't got brain damage. Oh, Jesus. <sighs> oh, my God. God. Oh, Lord. Like you talk about praying, brother. And it was like, well, we, you know, we keeping this baby. He might come out with four eyes and three legs and, you know, be an addict. And we just going to be getting high together. <laughs> hey, like, let me tell you something. But, babies but, was just different back. No, no. But I'm with you, though. But babies was just different, though. <laughs> listen, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. Uh, listen, we got to go to a break. We're coming back with closing thoughts on uh, staying sober. Keep it locked. You're tuned into The Fix. And the fix is in. Welcome back, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into the fix, your source for faith infused hip hop, RB, and poetry. And listen, uh, we appreciate y'all rocking with us again today. Um, that uh, 
interview we had today with uh, our brother Tavinci. Shouts out to my brother. Uh, like once again, he's a super talented singer, songwriter, stellar award-winning songwriter, singer, musician. And uh, yeah, I, I'm excited for him. Um, if you have not heard his latest project, his new EP, it's been out about a month now. It's called No Complaints. Um, and it's 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 really, um, uh, I, I think it's a whole vibe, to be honest with you. I think anybody who likes, you know, likes like that urban R&B type vibe, you're you going to mm-hmm. like Da Vinci. Um, he does a very good job of staying in the pocket. He's very melodic. So he sings. Uh, he has that uh, the one song Way Up featuring Adia that you know is a hit smash just because them two on the track just murdering the track. But he also has uh, the title uh, of the album, No Complaints. I like that mm-hmm. song too as well. It just it, it tells his testimony of everything he was went through and how he still mm-hmm. even in spite of everything he had to overcome, all the trials that may have came his way, he's still not going to complain because he knows God is faithful and God has been blessing him. And uh, listen, he, he took a walk of faith he 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 literally relocated and moved and uh joined Pastor Mike Jr.'s church. That's how he uh he even got connected with Pastor Mike Jr. and everything, like he said in the interview. But he took a leap of faith. He 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 heard a word from God and God told him to move. And from there, mm-hmm. yes, little long and behold, he, he had no idea that he was gonna be able to even join uh the praise team at Pastor Mike Jr.'s church, let alone his be a part of a musician that travels with him. Let's be very clear. So that was something that he had no idea was going to happen. He was just, once again, we talk about submission all the time. When you get a revelation, it's up to mm-hmm. you to submit to it. You don't you, you don't have to figure it out and have everything already like known. It's like, no, God said, right. I need you to move. You just right. need to move. And listen, this right. is a this is a success story right here because, listen, he got Stellas now. He got all type of connections in the, in the music industry now. Uh, he's connected to somebody that's uh, constantly putting out great music. And now he's putting out great music. And we mm-hmm. talked about this, Dice. I, I promise you, back in the day, uh, backup singers were not putting out their own projects. So mm-hmm. that just shows that, you know, the artist sees value in their backup singers now. And they're making sure, because Pastor Mike is behind them. Uh, Adia is behind them, which she's a backup singer for Pastor mm-hmm. Mike Jr. too as well. And, they, yeah, they support each other and they push each other. So, uh, yeah, shouts out to him. Go go, go, uh, go stream that uh, project. Like I say, it's called No Complaints by Tavinci. Uh, I got five songs on it. And they uh, they all, yeah, they all pretty good. I, I, I like, uh, like I say, Way Up, uh, No Complaints. Mm-hmm. Those are the, probably the two favorites I have out of, out of the uh, the whole project. But it's a solid project. So, yeah, definitely mm-hmm. go support my brother. Follow him on Instagram at uh, uh, the DaVinci Code. Uh, you can follow him on Instagram. And uh, keep mm-hmm. up with everything he got going on. Listen, that real, real. We had to uh, talk about, uh, you know, staying sober today a little bit, you know, and everything that goes into it. And I'll be honest with you, that was a struggle for me. And I know you'll you'll talk about yours too as well. Uh, once I rededicated my life to God, I'll be honest with you. I thought I was. I told myself years ago. I used to be so ignorant. I say I ain't gonna smoke weed to the day I die. I promise you. I used to say that. I used to like like it was normal, like it was cool. I said oh, I'll stop drinking right. eventually because I because you know it's it's all type of stuff to go. You know you you live in your kidneys and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mess you know that yak can mess you up. But I was like I ain't mm-hmm. seen nobody die from smoking weed. So I used to always say I'm gonna smoke weed. I'm gonna be 80 years old. It, it would have came yeah. smoking me a doobie with a, with, with an easy rider. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, geez. easy rider and and, and, and and some doobies right next to me. So oh yeah, but, but I'm so grateful that God delivered me, me from that. I'm be honest. Yeah, thank with you. God so for deliverance. Hallelujah, Lord. Jeez. Sober. Talk about the dice. Stand sober. 
Oh, it's, it's, it's a challenge for, for those of you who are stuck in it, you know? I mean, and even for those who get delivered from being addicted, it's, you still have challenges, you know, every now and then, you know, and it's, it, it, we only overcome by walking with the Lord. Like, that's it. You're not going to be able to do this by yourself. So I'm grateful that, and this is something you brought up, focus on. Uh, Christian recovery groups. I'm grateful that there are actual Christian recovery groups out there. And uh, I just want to encourage you guys because you can get delivered from any type of addiction by the power of God. I mean, I'm a a witness, you know, I'm a walking witness who's testifying that it's just, you're going to have to give it to God, you know, but here are some centers um, that you could actually check up on and go to and get some information from we have christians in recovery it's a recovery group uh, dedicated to the one-on-one sharing of hope faith and strength as you're walking out to recovery you have celebrate recovery which is a christ-centered recovery program and the the principles are based on biblical truths and they do use the original 12-step program there you have alcoholics victorious it's another christian support group and alcoholics for christ and so you have a, a, a couple of different groups you can choose from and the phone number that you can call to get connected with these are 1-855-495-0259. Again, that's 1-855-495-0259. And then there's also um, actual recovery centers and there's one that's pretty popular. It's the S2L group recovery group and they have centers all over the world so uh if you feel like you need to actually go to a center and be there uh, at least you can be around like-minded christ-centered faith-filled individuals at s2l recovery and their phone number is 1-888-871-0934 again s2l recovery is 888-871-0934 so there's some great resources out there that are biblically based, you know, based off the Bible, based off of God's word that uh, help you to dig in into your recovery, but also fill you up and give you the strength that you need um, from the Bible. So I, no, hope, that's good. I hope that helps somebody. Yes, I pray that helps somebody too as well. Please, uh, if you need the help, please go get the help you need. Uh, I, I think the first step is uh recognizing that you have an addiction that you when you talk about some type of substance abuse mm-hmm. or some type of alcohol addiction you have to realize that you have a problem go get the help you need you know, stop running from you know doing the things you need to do to keep get yourself back in purpose because mm-hmm. uh, I really believe that's a trick of the enemy when you talk about uh, him keeping you off track or keeping you high keeping mm-hmm. you drunk all day mm-hmm. so you can't still stay focused on what God wants you to mm-hmm. do Listen, we got to get out of here. Go be great today, kings and queens. I promise you, have a great Tuesday. Uh, Tap in with us tomorrow. Let's be very clear. Uh, We got a a real one. Dice Dice got a real talk conversation tomorrow. I promise you, you're going to want to hear. She's going to bring that Bible out a little bit more tomorrow. So uh, just be be also ready uh, for the word uh, to be delivered on Wisdom Wednesday. Um, And yes, uh, our brother will be joining us tomorrow too as well. Uh, cross for the spiritual detox mm-hmm. so listen uh, go be great today remember to stay focused on turning your negative and be into a positive Woo. remember to stay focused on turning your negative into a positive mm-hmm. Jesus Christ is always the answer kingdom advancement should always be the goal the fix is in we out peace y'all